0: Happy Monday, football fans. Welcome into Behind the Lines, part of the Lines podcast presented by BetMGM. My name is Steven Andrus, joined each and every Monday by Christian Cipollini, sports trader at BetMGM. Looking back at the week that was betting in the NFL, where were the public wins, where were the public losses? And we'll also look ahead to the following week openers at bet MGM for the NFL season in an early week nine bet from myself as well. So first of all, Christian, welcome back in. It's been a few weeks of some big public wins at the book. How was week number eight, though?
1: Yeah, this one, uh, this one was tough for the public. Uh, it was actually uh, the biggest win that betmgm has had uh it was it was definitely tough for the public uh, a lot of those underdogs winning uh saints for sure jets bengals those were bad 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 for the public
0: when you say the best week betmgm has had do you mean for this season for 2021
1: uh, no, in general football in general,
0: ever, ever, ever. best week, week yeah. ever for yeah. Bet MGM.
1: Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Incredible. Yeah, pretty wide margin too, I think.
0: <laughs> wow. Wow. Just a, a beating for the public at all time, beating for the public in week number eight. When you go back and look at some of those games, I know you mentioned a couple here, but what was the biggest win for Bet MGM this week?
1: Yeah, this week was uh, Buck Saints uh, for sure. I mean, there was a bunch of them, but Buck Saints was was really tough for the public. We had about ninety percent of our money line bets were on on the Bucks, eighty percent of the spread bets on the Bucks. It was we were struggling to write a Saints ticket, and uh, that one worked out for the book.
0: Yeah, I remember looking at some splits going into the weekend and that one was in the top four of of games that had a lopsided handle percentage on one side. But I guess the other games, maybe like the Bengals just weren't taking as much overall handle, even though the, the percentage was higher. On Bengals handle spread bets as opposed to what it was for the Bucks. Another, what I'm trying to say is there was a higher percentage of people taking the side of three other games, but I guess most of the money overall still came in on that Bucks game.
1: Yeah, yeah, we just took we. Tom Brady's always taking bets, so especially being a four o'clock game, a lot of times people try to roll over into the four o'clock game. So that's just how that one got a little bit more money than some of the one o'clocks like Bengals jets, you know, for example, Bengals jets, we had 97% of our money line bets were on the Bengals, 87% of the spread bets on the Bengals, but, but being a one o'clock game, sometimes it'll end up taking a little bit less money.
0: Well, in a, in a week that was a bloodbath for the public, was there any silver lining? Was there, what was the biggest public win in week number eight?
1: Uh, we had two games, two games, um, BetMGM has a pretty uh, big presence in Tennessee, so Tennessee uh, winning that game in overtime was good for them. We had 72% of the money line bets were on the Titans. Uh, 61% of the spread bets were on the Titans as well. But um, yeah, so a lot of our Tennessee betters were happy. And the Bills also, the Bills covering uh, 88% of our spread bets were on the Bills there.
0: Before we move on here to to week number 8 and the openers, I do want to circle back here to this Bucks game because it was interesting to me watching the live market for that game with Tampa Bay and you mentioned Tom Brady's always going to get bets, right? So, what goes into that? I mean, what when, when how much money were you guys taking in the live market when the Bucks were down 9 and you could still get plus 220 or better on the Bucks to win the game and then when the Bucks were within a field goal on that final drive and they were actually minus Money to win that game. You know how much action were you taking on the Bucks in game versus pregame?
1: Yeah, so we ended up taking about about thirty percent of our total handle or uh, thirty percent of our total bets on on the Bucks came from live in betting, and I'm sure I was as well watching tracking it live as well. The Bucks sitting there at plus three, plus seven at times looked so juicy, and uh, everyone was hitting that as well. I mean, and I can't blame you. Tom Brady's done this so many times, and you actually looked good for a minute there until that pick six. Um, but then being pl- uh, favored at the end is just because of Tom Brady. You know, he's done this so many times before, and that's why we took so many bets on him to do it again, because you, everyone's seen this story so many times.
0: Is that a pretty high number in terms of the the overall handle, having 30% of it coming in from, from live betting? Like, how does that compare to a, a typical NFL game?
1: Yeah, that, that's a little bit more than normal, at least for a typical NFL game. Uh, you'll see that at times, like we've had that in the past with the Chiefs when they end up going down. You know, people just start piling on, and it was kind of a similar situation there that you see Tom Brady down two touchdowns, Jameis Winston just tore his ACL. You got Trevor Siemian coming in. People are all every single person's like, of course Tom Brady's going to come back and do this. So that backbreaker interception was huge for the book, but it's you know a rare situation for it to happen. You know he normally does come back there.
0: Yeah, I, I recently had a great conversation with Ed Miller, who's the co-founder of, of Deck Prism Sports, and he, you know, handles a lot of these live markets. and And he was telling us that, you know, so often people are betting on positive outcomes in this live market, and and so often negative outcomes are ignored, right? So this is just another example of that, where just the the overwhelming majority of the in game action was on a team that was losing to come back and win the game a positive outcome and it just didn't work out yet again here for for the public on that one so let's take a short break here but on the other side we are going to look at openers for this upcoming week in the nfl season week number nine but first here is a special offer from bet mgm
2: Steven Andres back with Christian
0: Cipollini from BetMGM. It is week number nine in the NFL. I guess you can call it the halfway point. Al Michaels was trying to figure that math out on Sunday night football with the extra week in the season. We have 18 weeks now. This is week nine. We're about to hit the halfway point. So, Christian, let's start off with Thursday night football, the opener, the opening odds at BetMGM.
1: Thursday night, we have Jets, Colts, uh, Mike White, the surprise of the weekend there. Yeah. Uh, Big win for the Jets, but they do open up as 10-point underdogs against the Colts, with that total being 46.
0: And how about the Sunday 1 p.m. openers for this upcoming week?
1: Yeah, for bye weeks, uh, the Lions, Seahawks, Buccaneers, and Washington football team are all off. But on to the 1 o'clock games, uh, Dolphins, Texans. Dolphins open as 7-point home favorites, with that total being 45.5. Cowboys open up his seven and a half point favorites against the Broncos assuming uh Dak will play there with that total 49 and a half Ravens another home favorite five five point favorites against the Vikings total 49 and a half Patriots open his three-point road favorite road uh, favorites against the Panthers that total 43. Bill's another double digit another two touchdown favorite this week uh, on the road again. Uh, they're 14 point favorites against the Jaguars, that total 48.5. Bengals open up as three point favorites at home against the Browns, that total 45.5. Raiders open up as three point favorites on the road against the Giants, with that total being 47. And finally, for the 1 o'clock, Saints open up as five and a half point favorites against the Falcons, uh, that total 44.
0: Early week nine bet for me, I am going to lay the five with the Baltimore Ravens against the Minnesota Vikings, the Ravens coming off of a bye. And what is the weakness of this of this uh, Vikings defense? To me, it's their secondary. Even with Cooper Rush at quarterback, we saw that. C.D. Lamb and Amari Cooper were constantly getting open. And this is not last year's Ravens or the year before's Ravens. This Ravens team has been doing it quite consistently now through the air in the passing game and coming off of a bye with one of the best coaching staff. I think it's a huge coaching mismatch in this game. John Harbaugh versus Mike Zimmer. So that's going to be an early week five or week nine bet for me, laying the five with the Ravens. Wouldn't be surprised if this line gets up to six here by by kickoff on Sunday. Uh, moving on now, Christian, before we wrap up with the the late game and the primetime openers for week number nine.
1: Yeah, for the four o'clock's, uh Eagles chargers. Chargers open up as three-point favorites on the road. Total 55 and a half. 50 and a half, sorry. Packers-Chiefs should be a good one. Chiefs open up as two-and-a-half-point favorites with that total 55-and-a-half, one of the bigger uh, totals of the weekend. And Cardinals-49ers, Cardinals open up as two-and-a-half-point road favorites uh, with that total 46-and-a-half. Uh, on to Sunday night, Rams-Titans. Uh, Derrick Henry with that injury there, that line has already shifted from Rams-minus-six to Rams-minus-seven-and-a-half, and that total 54. And finally, for Monday, Steelers, Bears, Steelers open up as six and a half point home favorites, with that total being 40.
0: Final question for you, Christian, with this Derrick Henry injury, the report is that it looks like it's going to be a season ending foot injury. That's according to Adam Schefter on Monday morning. What is he worth to this Titans team? We've heard so often that running backs don't matter in the NFL. Well, this is the running back in the NFL. So we've seen early on here this line shift about a point and a half. First of all, is that action that's coming in or is that you guys adjusting the line?
1: Uh, A little bit of both. I mean, we'd action coming in right when that report came down, but also obviously moving against it because Derrick Henry is... They that offense is completely centered around Derrick Henry. They run everything through him, so that it's a huge injury, you know, really significant. Um, the only thing the Titans really have going for them is that they just beat the Colts yesterday, and that was kind of a backbreaking loss for the for the Colts. They still also have, I believe, the Bucks, the Cardinals, and the Bills still left on their schedule. So it, even with that, it's going to be tough to t- catch the Titans because I think they I think they play the Texans twice, the Jaguars and the Dolphins or something. So. So the Titans still, futures-wise, uh, not too, too much of a shift. I think they went from 1,400 to plus uh, 1,600 on, for the Super Bowl. But that's just basically because they should still win this division, at least at least how it looks, just just from the schedule from there. But but yeah, it's going to be tough for them because their entire offense is Derrick Henry.
0: Yeah, in terms of any game spread, right? I mean, I, I kind of know the answer to this because I've been watching lines for years. But just so for the public that doesn't know... A typical starting running back isn't really worth anything to the line in the NFL, correct?
1: Yeah, right. Right. Maybe if maybe a half point, a point here and there, depending on who the running back is and how it is. But yeah, you know, you won't see that kind of a line moving. And I, w- I'm sure it's going to keep moving. Um, we were still taking just bets on the seven and a half, so I wouldn't be surprised if it ends up higher by the end of the week.
0: So, is there any other running back in the NFL that would see? This kind of adjustment, if his, if his team lost him, I have to imagine that Derrick Henry is the running back who would move his line the most for his team.
1: Yeah, certainly not right now. I mean, the next closest is maybe Dalvin Cook because they also kind of run that offense around him. But it wouldn't be as significant as Derrick Henry. I mean, probably not since maybe Chris Johnson years back that we would have line movement like this off a running back.
0: Man, CJ2K. What a what a name drop! I was not expecting the CJ2K, man. I love that guy. I had him in fantasy all over the place, but I love it, man. Christian, as always, thank you so much for the insight this week here on Behind the Lines. Coming up later this week, Matt Brown will be back on Tuesday with a report on the early week line movement. Already seen some of it here with the Titans with that Derrick Henry injury. We'll see where it goes tomorrow. On Wednesday, we have our weekly Survivor Podcast to help you navigate trying to stay alive. I think most pools lost about 50% of their entrance in week number eight. Just another bloodbath, not just with the lines, but also with the Survivor Pools. And then Thursday, we will break down the entire slate for week nine with... Matt Brown, Brad Allen, and myself, Stephen Andrus. So for Christian Cipollini, this is Stephen saying so long. And thanks again for joining us here on Behind the Lines, part of the Lines podcast presented by BetMGM.